Hi, I'm John. And I'm Marcus. It's another episode of Funny You Should Gay That. And today we're going to be talking about art and just all the things that that encompasses. So, um, I just want to draw a, a line and some parallels between Dolly Parton, Taylor Swift, and Courtney Love. Three blonde American icons that, you know, I just think are similar in a lot of ways. And we'll go, I guess, chronologically. So Dolly Parton, she started out and she was a badass bitch. She's just like... I freaking love Dolly Parton. Oh, me too. I've been to Dollywood, you know. It's in Tennessee. It's just outside of Nashville, four hours out of Nashville. I, I cannot say I've been to Tennessee um, or have wanted to, but I'm Excuse sure... Excuse me. I'm sure if I happened to find myself in Tennessee, I would go to Dollywood? Dollywood? Dollywood yeah, Dollywood. Dollywood. Like, like Hollywood, but with Dolly. Okay. So she's, she's honestly a badass for even creating that so in, in 1984 her she said i want to create this amusement park and her accountant said you're insane like this is what are you gonna do so it's basically disneyland but with like moonshine like hot sauce and like there's a blacksmith on site and you can do anyway Why is there blacksmith on site? because it's all the dolly parton theme so it's like you're in the in the country and ten, <laughs> tennessee tennessee's great except we, we were driving there and there's a gun rack on the back of this this truck and a confederate flag so uh, other than that like the people I mean, you, are there. you can see that like an hour away from here so yeah i know but like those like people that are just kind of like eh, are everywhere yeah. so um and there's award-winning roller coasters anyway it makes her it's been going for 40 years now and there's award-winning roller coasters. She went, She makes like $30 million on that park a year. A year. And hires most of the local townsfolk. Anyway, she's as punk rock as they come, in my mind. Because... Okay. Go ahead. You're, yeah, you're, no, you're, just, you're making a face. Explain. You're going to have to explain that one. She has a song called Country Is As Country Does. And it's basically saying, you don't tell me what country is. And because she's all glamorous, because she's whatever, they tell her no. And there's a lot of there's a lot of country stars, and and historically, the the genre is very homophobic. And she said, you know what? Get, she's the she's the one in her family. Gay people come out to. Yeah, I think we had that conversation. We did. I'm always talking about Dolly Parton. Anyways, cut to Courtney Love. She's also sorry. Dolly Parton is being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. As she should be. But she's so caught up on the idea of doing things doing things that she deserves that now she's obsessed with making a rock album. So she's recording with, like, I think it's Cyndi Lauper and Cher and, like, all oh, these all shit. these icons. When is that going to come out? Why Pro is that going to be the best album? I don't know. It's, like, her 56th album. It'll probably be out this year or something like that. But cut to Courtney Love who it wrote an article for, I believe it's The Guardian, saying that the entire board of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is sexist. And, and they're, they're, they're all men. And in, out of the 700 or 800 inductees, mm -hmm. only like 20 have been women. And she is gunning for them. Um, she posts all these memes about how she's, you know, taking them on she wrote an article and they're saying she's full of shit and she's going no she's always been crazy but a feminist and i feel very much like i relate to it mm -hmm. in a man's world in the rock world where she was you know the whore that like 
the that, harlot that broke up the band and and Dolly Parton. They always said she was dumb because she was dumb blonde. Taylor Swift, like Dolly Parton, always played the nice girl, nice girl her whole career, and then when uh, she started, <laughs> when she started, yeah, saying no, I deserve this. I'm going to stand up for women, blah, 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 blah. And then she, whatever, she's gotten shit for only standing up for certain type of women. I feel like there's a through thread. People, that women that speak up and are not stupid, but kind of like look and play the part Mm -hmm. are just, I don't know. Those are the women that I appreciate in art. I mean, honestly, I, I don't know. Have I been following an artist recently? I love Dolly Parton. I started watching um, uh, 9 to 5, which I didn't know was a movie. But oh, I was really? watching it. Yeah, I didn't know it was a movie. And then I started watching it a couple months back. I think like pre-Christmas. I never ended up finishing it. Mm-hmm. I got to the part where they're at the hospital and they have the body in the trunk and they, they don't know what to do with it. But I loved Dolly Parton in that movie. I loved, I loved all of them in it. It, it was so good. And I'm, I've been meaning to finish it, but, like, I'm trying to save it for a special occasion. Yeah. Like, a special Friday night. I want to watch it with, like, a few friends. Mm-hmm. Laugh. I don't know when that's going to happen. Um, it's a little dated in some of the things that it would be happening in the And office. some of it's not. <laughs> and some of it has, you know, age like Climb Line, where, like, women are still not getting, you know... What they what they deserve in in professional settings and I mean in my honest opinion no one has rights in the office but like True. especially women um yeah uh I started writing a remake of that actually I'm not even joking I totally forgot about that but one day I was just bored and I started like scripting out and creating characters for a new like nine to five kind of like office space thing and just started writing is it called nine to five but you still can't afford to live uh it should be but no i, I don't have a title for it yet i'm just i'm, I'm working i'm always writing some bullshit like you know man. well you know actually what i have been watching a lot lately which i've gotten a little flack for some people give me flack for it other people think it's hilarious i when I was on Instagram, because I'm taking a very long break from Instagram right now. As you um, should. Yeah. Once again. We all should. For my mental health. And because also, like, as much as I like seeing videos of people traveling and getting to leave, when I certainly cannot do that every day. Yeah. Um, and also seeing uh, pictures and videos of gorgeous men who look like they're Photoshopped because they are Photoshopped and not needing that for my self-esteem right now. Um, something I did have pop up a lot, and you know this because I sent you a bunch of these videos, was, um, clips from the Golden Girls. Yeah. And everybody jokes about, like, oh, like, watching the Golden Girls, and, uh, they have it on Disney Plus right now, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sit down, I watch Golden Girls, and last week, I finished season one, because I just, every night, pretty much, I sat down and watched Golden Girls, and every night that I didn't last week was miserable. And so that's become like my big thing right now. And uh, somebody gave me flack about it. They said, well, why would you watch something like that? It's a sitcom. It's repetitive. Like, you know, there's seven seasons. It's just going to, it's obviously going to repeat some of the same stuff. I was like, yeah, 
Well, what shows would they have you watching instead? Like, what Well, are... I was like, I'm sorry it's not Game of Thrones. Like, that's for a different kind of occasion. But sometimes I like something that's like, you know, a comfort show. It was also it's... socially... I mean, it, there's episodes that haven't aged well, but it was quite socially progressive for its time. Yeah. And I think a lot of the shows from the 80s and the, and the 90s were doing writing that was kind of pushing things forward because a lot of the creators behind it were gay men and they were just well they had at the beginning of season one they had a gay character for the first like two episodes and then they were gone and i was like okay what what i wonder if there's an outcry but mark cherry created it and he also created desperate housewives so he he was this was when he was much younger I, Mm -hmm. i believe but i think he was just trying to create some of that representation in the ways that he could during the time on tv i mean it was just kind of odd there was a random gay guy in the house and i was like does he live there does he anyways are you talking about blanche in blanche's house yeah no blanche is a gay man like she operates like a gay man oh this is true um i well you know i think like i just like watching it because it's it's a comfort show it's low stakes it's low commitment I can just sit there and watch it, and at the end of every episode, everything's, like, fine. It's not carrying over, and it's like, oh, I have to keep watching. It's like, I can just watch this when I need a break from life. And I'm like, you know what? I can't wait until I grow up into an old woman, and then I can just, you know, live with my elder, other um, older women friends. If I'm not mistaken, the actresses were in their 50s. When that show started. Well, they were. They were like, at one point in season one, they were like, Rose, you're like 55. I'm like, hmm, 65? I am like, (laughs) even then, like, but I think the way way people age and the way people carry themselves and dress well in the age, like, J-Lo is in her 50s. Yeah. She's not going to be on a show Go and Go. I mean, she can't act that well. She's not going to be on, like, but, but. Well, she can. She can't sing that well. She's like, she does everything okay. Like, she does everything pretty, like, middle of the road. And that's like, she looks great. She looks fucking fantastic. But I don't think, like, I don't think talent is her burden in life, is what I'm trying to say. I'm not going to express my opinion on that. Um, But, (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, I I was watching it. But, you know, they're like, they're in their mid to late 50s, right? And they're saying, like, oh, you know, um, except for Sophia, she's, like, in her 80s. But, uh... But the actress that was not. No, my dad always tells me she was, like, the youngest one or something. And I was like, they just put a lot of makeup on her. Estelle Getty, we love her. There's a a movie called Don't Stop Her, My Mom Will Chew. Oh. She played, it's just a little Italian woman. But they're, like, they're in their 50s, and... They're already, like, grandparents, and I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Well, yeah, yeah that makes sense. I am a, I'm, like, a decade and a half away from being an actual golden girl, the way the way their characters are supposed to be. Like, I'm not that far off from being a golden girl. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm 24, and I don't feel far off from, from that at this point. I'm sure by, like, a decade from now, I will want to be living with the golden girls. I mean, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying this to be me. You... you have some personality traits of of a retired which white which woman yeah. <laughs> which one in particular speaking of like that i'm becoming a golden girl what go, yeah what golden girl do you think you are 
oh god i can't say i align with any one in particular because i feel like i'm all four and it's in in its own respects i feel sometimes like i'm like blanche yeah which i'm sure a lot of people listening to this will agree with (laughs) um and then uh i have my rose moments usually when i'm at work and i need to not have a rose moment um i have my dorothy and sophia i feel like that's that was kind of me in high school <laughs> it's a little bit more now I've, I've noticed since i've watched um the amount that i've been watching that i do a lot of the mannerisms and i act a lot like sophia so i'm probably from, Sophia. from my outside opinion you were a combination of sophia and rose <laughs> probably yeah I just say what I think, but I'm a little ditzy sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it's not that you're stupid. You're just like... My brain is tired. It shut off a few years ago. I can't get it to turn back on, and I'm like, eh, this is fine. It's like, um... It's like a Chuck E. Cheese doll that just kind of shut off for the the day. (laughs) Like, you're just like... (laughs) Powering down. Yeah, I'm just like a Five Nights at Freddy's animatronic is what you're trying to say. Yeah, but for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. On that sixth night, you're done. I'm probably just as scary. But... I would say that without question that I'm Dorothy because I just... You are actually, yeah. Uh... <laughs> you know, I just... I love you, but shut the fuck up. Like, not, not you personally, <laughs> but... Not you personally, not all the time. But in general, everyone, right? Like, yeah. I'm just... I love my friends hard, but... And it, but I just sometimes I'm just I will call them out. I lo- I love her commentary in that show. Yeah. It makes me laugh so much. Um, I mean we'll get there, and I I think I also like just like uh, Sophia's kind of like talking back in Sicily, kind of thing because it sounds like when I talk to some of my family members back in Calabria, you know, you yeah. know they get into it and everything, and it's um it's pretty entertaining. So I definitely relate to um, my personal <laughs> um, So I've started doing stand-up comedy. Well, I'm preparing a show. Um, it's interesting how, how different forms of writing are take a different part of your brain because I'm used to long form or poetry, so it's either really long or, or really short. And I just find, I don't know, um, that it's a different process writing jokes because no, I definitely get that. I'm used to writing lab reports, and now I can't do anything but write lab reports. Yes, yeah. you get used to a different type of writing, but you drop in parts of your life, and it's just it's interesting how the truth is not important in the joke. It's the the truth is like a blueprint mm-hmm. for the joke, and then you add things on. Which is interesting, um, because the the joke will start out about something that's very real, but it's just not funny. It's not funny, so you have to exaggerate it and you have to add these things on. And I just think it's an interesting, interesting way to write because you're presenting it as if it's truth on stage, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is just fictionalized yeah. for the joke. A lot of comedians will come off stage and people like that know them. That didn't happen. No, it's for the joke because it's funny. You're so you, exaggerating. So you write about the things in in your life, for sure. Yeah. 
Um, I and, I, and I know like a lot of like social media celebrities are, um, they're making stuff up online and on it. And I just find that, that weird deception of, of what people put online and, and, you know, people concoct whole entire stories on their, on their Very Instagram nice. feed and it's not real like we were talking about before how they look what they're doing all these things it's just very strange to me I like to naively think that people are not um lying to me about things in their lives or like comedians that get up on stage are not lying about experiences mm-hmm. that happen to them because I know like if I were to do stand up or even when I you know my funniest stories actually all my stories are mine but like funniest stories the things that make people laugh in my, like, from my personal experience is when I tell people about stories yeah. about my life, like the time I threw up at a toll booth in Italy. That's a whole thing I'm not going to get into, but, like, I get car sick. <laughs> and, and the driving in Italy was not great. Um, no, I'm not talking about flat out lying, because yeah. on stage you're just kind of exaggerating the truth. But, oh, well, but it needs to be a show. Yeah. It needs to be a show. You're putting on a performance. If, if people write a biopic, they're not necessarily telling every morsel of truth. They, yeah, they, need, to, they need to tell a story. Yeah. But um, I think when people, when people, influencers and things on social media, I don't think it's coming from a place of malice. I think it's really deep-seated insecurity, insecurity right? Yeah. And that's where it comes from. Well, I know I've had, like, I've known people that, you know, I've I've had them on Instagram first, and then I've met them in person, mm-hmm. and it's very different. You have the ones that are like, I'm like an influencer, I have thousands of followers, and every time they post something, it's like they're at some fancy, expensive restaurant, or some fancy club, or they're staying at some fancy hotel, and then you meet them, and it's like, you're not as photoshopped in person. Um, and you're not like, your story doesn't make sense. I knew, I knew somebody like the other year and a lot of people I knew knew them, but I, you know, they, they were just like, oh, I have all this money, blah, blah, blah. I'm renting a, a house and you know, that's like three grand a month and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh wow. Like, what do you do for work? And they're like, oh, I work at a coffee shop. And I was like, how are you affording a three grand a month apartment? And going on all these trips and going to all these expensive restaurants if you're working at a coffee shop. And they're like, oh, and uh, have two sugar words. daddy. Sugar daddy. Sugar exactly. daddy. I was like, going to say, was, I have two it, words, sugar and it daddy. Was, it was 100% they had a sugar daddy, but they didn't want anybody to know about that. And I was like, I mean, <laughs> okay, whatever. No judgment. Uh-huh. You do you, right? Um, but I find like there's a lot of that was just somebody that, like, if I hadn't met them, yeah. I would have not known that. So now when I look at a lot of people that, like, post on Instagram and they're like, oh, I'm on my, like, 16th vacation this year and I, you know, I'm staying in such and such, you know, hotel that, like, you know, the the room is, you know, the size of a regular size house <laughs> kind of thing. It just... I just assume automatically, I'm like, okay, they probably have a sugar daddy or something. They're not like, they didn't just get that for working hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Why do we put so much value on that? You know, I put so much value on the, the optics of things and every, I mean, every, I hitting every marker. I, I don't give a shit about I don't, that. I think I'm pretty honest about, you know, I'm not where where I want to be. And 
<laughs> I'm working towards it. I mean, I know, like, in a dating sense or even in, like, a friendship sense, if somebody's like, oh, I'm, like, rich, I'm making so much money, and they're just constantly wanting to do bougie things, mm-hmm. like, that's almost a red flag. That Not almost, that is a red flag for me. And I just, you know, I like the simple things, like watching Golden Girls. Well, I wonder if if, if all all this uh, image image making on social media, because a lot of celebrities will drive this. I wonder if a lot of people that are that driven to become famous, well, I know it's true, that they're driven by insecurity and they want, they either want their stories to be told or they want the adoration and want people to tell them that they're good good yeah. enough well i mean i think people lie about their jobs and they lie about um you know their origins or like their relationship status some yeah. people fake having partners and everything and it, some people fake not having partners too oh yeah that's definitely a lot more than people that fake having partners um, but go oh on. My God, yeah. no, I don't even want to get into that because another yeah, episode. Lots of people do that. Yeah, that is a whole other episode. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's an interesting phenomenon for sure, and uh, it is definitely an insecurity thing. And usually, when I, when I see that, I kind of attribute it to, it, you know, it is some sort of kind of like related to mental health, you know, and. I just I try not to read into it too much. This is kind of why I'm taking a break from Instagram. I just don't yeah. see fake things right now and seeing people post things about their lives being so interesting when like it's definitely not that interesting and the only thing that interests me right now is Taylor Swift's tour and I know I've talked about it a lot off the podcast, but might as well talk about it on the podcast too. Well she is doing a th- over a three hour show. Mm-hmm. Which is Unheard of. A lot of rock stars have done it, but that's someone at her, pop stars don't usually do this kind of show, and that's kind of the reviews it's getting. But um, she she released six albums over the last five years, five or six years. How do you please all the fans when you have I don't know two hundred new songs that are out over that period of time? I just it's it a, actually two hundred songs. Uh, let's there's 30 on one there's 27 on another 17 um 17 uh yeah they're all around between 100 like 150 maybe oh shit i know i said this before off the podcast but like there is somebody who actually did something productive during the pandemic like I didn't even I didn't even do puzzles during the pandemic. Like I just I don't, I think I just laid there. She's also directing her. all her music videos. She wrote a script and she's directing the movie. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a normal person. My I told my mom and she said my mom has a psych nurse background. She said is she manic? And I'm like <laughs> I don't I I don't think she is. I think she is just has reserves of energy yeah. and creative. Um, she's also rich that does kind of help it does but there's a lot of pop stars that are rich and they don't have the creative bandwidth that that she does they're not writing the music they're not directing the music you know they do a lot a lot of pop stars work hard Mm -hmm. but I just don't think they're creating 
everything. Um, but from a young age, you know, some people just create. And yeah. I, you don't know really what drives you to do it. I don't know what drives me to do it. Sometimes I just will be walking down the street. I'm late for work. And I'm writing on my phone because I feel compelled to get it out of my body. It is like expelling from my body. Whether I'm good or not is a whole other question. I think I am. People have told me I am. I don't think I'm the best of ever, but I do think I have some talent. And I just feel like it needs to escape my body. It needs, it's got to come out somehow. It's like an exorcism. I think uh, uh, for me, like I have been artsy. More so in the past, like in high school, I was, I did a couple um, art courses and they were kind of just like, you know, you only had to do one, but I did three because I just wanted to have a course that I could like, you know, actually just, I could just do something that was a creative outlet and was kind of like a stress relieving outlet. And, you know, there's stuff going on in my life that I could kind of just project onto like a canvas or onto you know a sculpture or whatever so i did a lot of that and um i didn't go to like a super artsy school yeah but i still you know did very well just doing whatever most of the time i didn't even do the assignments and i just did whatever i felt like doing and they were like i don't know here you go 95 your your visual art is phenomenal like it's you ha are very talented well, I've only recently gotten back into it, and I kind of stopped because I kind of stopped in the last like month or so because because I ran out of ink and a lot of my pens, so I have to actually invest in those micron pens are freaking expensive. Um, definitely not lying about being rich. <laughs> I say I can't afford micron pens, but when I get them, I will get back to that. And there's also so only so many dragons you can draw. Um, I'm trying to learn how to draw people, which I cannot do for shit. That has always yeah. been something I've not been good at. But I used to draw all the time because it was just, it was relaxing to me. I think, um, I got encouraged to do it growing up and people said I was good at it. So I kept doing it and I'm like, wow, if people told me I was good at things I actually wasn't good at, would I be good at those things by we, now? We should, uh, we should... Uh, write a, a children's book together because I I can write and you can draw and like <laughs> I did that for a Spanish class once I did a children's book I did like the writing and the illustration for yeah. it it was something about goldfish trying to not get eaten by like raccoons and we'll talk about it later maybe maybe we'll have a whole like podcast herons and shit I don't know it was a whole thing I can't remember parrots uh herons oh okay not parrots. I mean, it was like, I don't know, why are there goldfish swimming around in this lake in North America? I hope the wildlife takes care of it before it becomes a problem. Anyway, that's a whole wild You definitely have a wild imagination. I think you could create something. I do. Maybe. It used to be wilder, believe it or not. Um, I think school and work and the crushing weight of existence has kind of, like, diminished it a little. Mm -hmm. It is still there. I go for a lot of walks now, and that's mostly just, like, my imagination with my legs moving randomly. <laughs> but I was going to say about uh, about art, whether it's drawing or, or or writing or screenwriting, whatever. Creating influencer posts, who knows? <laughs> but um, I think that the struggle is once you learn the craft side of it and you learn what you're doing with it, the hardest part is putting yourself into your art. 
mm-hmm. and getting that represented because it's scary. It's scary putting yourself out there. It's vulnerable to put yourself out there. Even recording a podcast is vulnerable because you're sharing parts of yourself. Yeah. That um, vulnerability is scary, and it's I think it's meant to be scary, but you can grow from it. You can share. Other people can relate to what we're saying. Other people can relate to the art you create and the art I create. And I think it's just putting yourself out there is both hard and rewarding. Well, yeah, I definitely agree with that because I know we we posted the first episode and it was like kind of, I know for myself, I was having two different reactions. Yeah. One was like, oh my goodness, this is exciting. We actually did this because we've been talking about doing a podcast for a while and um, planning it and then actually did it. And that first episode's out there. And it's like, wow, great. And it's like, oh shit, that's out there. My thoughts on things, me talking about my mental health, my, you know, different yeah. thoughts on things. Because now it's like, it's hard to produce any content without somebody having an issue with signing. Like people, you'll have a lot of people will like what you say, and then a few people won't. And then, you know, you'll But I think people, the beauty of it yeah. is that you can change your opinion. You can always do another episode. You can always create something more. And I think that was your opinion at the time opinions evolve yeah um i think if you're not getting a reaction out of your art you're not really saying anything well i'm not trying to be banksy with this podcast but like yeah i know what you mean but in, t- in terms of any sort of output like if it's like if you're not standing up for something if you're not saying something no one's gonna react to it right they're, re- yeah, they're reacting right. to it both positively and negatively because you're saying something in there yeah do you think we've said enough? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to think. I'm like, am I, am I, in aspects of creativity, I'm thinking of anything else. I would just say, like, really, um, you know, we have different forms of creativity mm-hmm. that we express, and everybody does. And um, I don't know. I, th- I think it's just everybody has a creative outlet, even if they don't think that they do. Um, I, I just think some are more readily accepted or more mainstream than others. Like somebody who's really good at singing yeah. is picked up by a lot more people than say somebody who's really good at like writing short stories or something. Right. Cause it's less like, it's less mainstream. And that's the struggle I've gone through. I'm like, is my talent marketable enough? And should that matter? I don't think you know how talented you are. And I don't think you've unleashed your full power and I can't wait for it. Like, I just think there's so much untapped there that you can just go wild with and just... I probably could. At some point, maybe later on in life when I have, like, a midlife crisis or something. I don't know. I'm about to turn 25 and I'm already having my quarter-life crisis, which sounds so stupid. But, like, it's... You just buried me into a fucking grave. And on that (laughs) note... (laughs) That... (laughs) Like <laughs> it all goes downhill from here. That's what I'm thinking, and I'm like, oh, right. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I just feel like I'm just getting started because I'm honestly a late bloomer in so many ways, and my creativity is just. I don't know. I feel like I'm just getting started and just realizing what I'm capable of. Maybe because all this is happening post therapy, and I've really like got the monsters kind of like quelled down. So now I can just write. I can just 
great. I can just I can go on stage and do my little fucking song and dance for the yeah. twelve people in the audience that care about it. You know what I mean? Like I'm ready to like da 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 da. da. Yeah. So. You do jazz hands. I will laugh at that. On on stage, if yeah. it, I mean, if it fits the joke. <laughs> if the jazz hands fit, you gotta shake them. That's the that's the rule. Okay, so um, let's we're gonna end on that note. Uh, please follow us. Um, keep listening. We love you. We're glad to have you. Have a good one. Bye.